trust you in the midst, in between, between A and Z, between Alpha and Omega, between the beginning and the end. Help us to trust you that you are going to be on the right side when it's all said and done. God bless us today. Bless our fathers, bless our mothers, bless our children. Bless everybody in this room. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you're glad to be here, say amen. amen. I want you to take your Bibles with me and turn Psalm 78. Psalm 78, and I'm going to read just a few verses this morning and uh, have no idea where I'm going from here. Amen. I, I, I had everything I thought, uh, what I thought it should be, and uh, worked on an outline, a brand new one. Uh, I, was, I was working, I had the, the series ready, and then, then, then changed the whole outline over. I thought that maybe this is the way God wanted it to be, and uh, got it together, and real good outline too. We might be able to preach it next week on finishing up the series when Jesus is in the house. Got in a very interesting conversation, a very interesting conversation with a gentleman last night, and uh, talking about things, talking about church, talking about uh, why this one's doing this and that one's doing that, and, and so forth and so on. And, and, and man, it just come alive. Uh, it come alive what I was studying at the all week about what I was going to preach this morning. And, and this gentleman was telling me about how many places there are, how many churches there are. Uh, and, 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 and he made mention uh, of the fact that, that God allowed confusion in the church to start a bunch of churches. I said, you're confused about what you think. Amen. <laughs> God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. There have been many churches started uh, because people can't get along with each other. Amen. Everybody wants to be a chief and nobody wants to be an Indian. And if you don't cut the pie the way I think you ought to, I'm going to go start me a building where I can cut the pie the way I want to cut the pie. That's the problem. And I, I begin a discussion, and, 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 and I, I said, this is, you know, this, is, this is the problem. And he said, well, but, but look at how many churches there are caused from that. I said, but what are they doing? Amen. Amen. This was his exact words. They're dead in the water. I said, that is my point. Just because you have a building, that doesn't make it the house of God. Amen. Amen. Just because you have a steeple, just because you have a pulpit, just because you have pews, that doesn't make it the house of God. Amen. It said it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. Hallelujah. Man, I want to preach that and I can't. Amen. <laughs> the third one is... When Jesus is in the house, there's people in the house, there's preaching in the house, but the most important ingredient, there is power in the house. Amen. And I said, there is the difference. He says, why is your church the way it is? Why is it growing the way? Why is there excitement? Why do people like coming? Why do people sacrifice? And you have so many people in there helping. I said, because Jesus is in the house. Amen. I said, it's not about prayer. He said, I come in there. I come in there, and I, I look at everything that I think I can take back to mind. I, I look at this program, and I look at what you're doing here, and I look at there. I even look at the screens, and I said, man, we can get screens in there. I said, it ain't got nothing to do with screens. It has nothing to do with programs. It has nothing to do with what you think it is. It's the power of God. I said, we sing out the same songbook. We preach out the same Bible, but there is a difference. There is something on what we're doing. 
The Bible said, that, listen, the disciples, they turned the world upside down. Why? Because the hand of God was on them. And me, Herc, don't think I'm going to preach what God told me to preach, but I'm getting there. Amen. I see you laughing. Power. Listen, I thank God that he's in the house. Amen. And we'll continue this next Sunday. All right. I, I, I woke up this morning. I mean, just dead awake early this morning. And, 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 and God began to put thoughts in my head. And I said, Lord, this would have been nice yesterday. Amen. So whatever we get this morning, it's going to be shorthand. All right? That don't mean it's going to be a short message, Aaron. It's just going to be shorthand. Amen. All right. Let's look in uh, this verse on the screen. Are you all with me? Thank you, daddies, for being good daddies. Thank you, daddies. And I, gotta, I can't talk about that much. I'll cry and squall, and, and, and when I think about my daddy, I had such a good one. Amen. Amen. Had the best. All right, read with me. As we all stand to our feet, and we're going to read just a couple verses this morning, uh, we'll read this one. We'll read this one, and then we'll go up and read Psalms and, 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 and share just a couple things that God told me this morning when I got up. Uh, read it with me. Train up a child in the way he should go. Did you notice that verse did not say raised a child? You raise hogs. Amen. You raise cows. You raise chickens. What do you do? You feed and water them and give them a place to stay. People have the, the, the idea, and some men have the idea, as long as they're feeding their children, as long as they are housing their children, as long as they are clothing their children, then that's all they are required to do. And that's why we have Columbine today. Amen. That's why we have a Virginia Tech situation. The Bible does not say raise your children. It says train up a child in the way he should go. He will not... Oh, oh, I've seen another. I've seen another uh, uh, preacher of, of, a different, of a different color preaching this morning. He said, bless God, uh, we're not, we, they're building prisons for our children and they're doing this and they're doing that. And we're not going to let the government uh, build their economy on the backs of our children. And I got to thinking, I got a problem with what you're saying. Yeah. Instead of blaming the government, instead of blaming everybody and everything else, why don't we stay home and deal with our children? Amen. The problem with our prisons and why they're filling up, because there's so many homes and so many children that don't have a daddy home. Amen. Amen. Listen, even elephants got enough sense to know that. I'll prove it. I studied and I researched this. Are they in, in a, a big compound sanctuary, a wildlife sanctuary, they were getting too many elephants, so what they did, they killed off a lot of the adult male elephants. But just to thin the herd, they said that would be the best thing. But you know what happened? All the juvenile elephants went crazy. They began to tear up farms and they began to tear up villages. It was inside that sanctuary and compound. Why? There was not a male elephant to keep them in their place. You know what they did? They went and found a big old male elephant and brought him in. And it wasn't long. He had them lined up. Now, if the animal kingdom has enough sense to do that, don't you think we need to follow suit? Amen. Amen. That's just thought. That's good thought. Read it with me. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. He will not depart from it. He may slip. May stray a little bit. He won't never forget what he got. Amen. Psalms. Real quick, let's get to Psalms. They're tired of standing. Hello. Psalm 78. 
Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our what? Our who? Our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our who? He commanded our that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare it to their children. Daddy, you know when you've done a good job, when you see what your children do with their children. The Bible says in verse 7, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God and keep, His commandments. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your hand. In Jesus' name, help me. Lord, this is right off the cuff. This is right straight. What I believe you have given me today, and I pray that you'll help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Church, say amen. Let me say right off the bat. Let me say right off the bat, there's nothing that puts me under as deep conviction as preaching on fathers, uh, preaching on the man's responsibility in the home, because I see so many places where I need help, and I need practice, and I need to get better. So I don't want nobody leaving here and say, the preacher was picking on me. No, sir, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help me and help you at the same time. We're all in the same boat. We're all living in the same world. We all have the same problems. We all are dealing with things, and we have a job to do. Say, Amen. Amen. Listen, daddies, daddies, just three requirements. I just want to give you three just just short things that that God shared with me this morning. I thought as far as the responsibilities we have, uh, I was, I was, we, we prayed, we prayed Sunday or Wednesday night for rain. How many of y'all, how many of y'all remember that? Wednesday night, we had everybody come to the altar and that's what we prayed for. That was our primary, uh, that was our primary goal and primary prayer request was rain. How many of y'all got rain between then and now? Amen. All right. All right. Man, there was rain in a, in a lot of places. Got some rain. You know what we're going to do tonight? We're going to pray for some more. Amen. You have not because you... Well, we need rain. We're going to pray again tonight. Well, we went home that night, Wednesday night. We went home that night, and, uh, and uh, we, everybody gotten everybody to bed and everything, and me and Tammy were laying there talking in bed, and, and I heard footsteps coming down the hallway, and, uh, and it was late, and, and uh, 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 Beck, or, or excuse me, Mackenzie come in there, my baby girl, she come in there, Daddy. I said, what? She said, Daddy. I said, what? She said, it's pouring down on my side of the house. The hamster done got in the hamster wheel and went to running, and she thought it was raining and thundering. She said, it is pouring down on my side of the house. She thought she done prayed down the rain. Amen. And that's, that's fine. She knew. She prayed for it. And I tell you what, I appreciate that. Amen. I'm glad. I'm glad. It wasn't raining, but she thought it was. Amen. It came a day later. But anyhow, she got what she was praying for. But you know, I, 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 it amazes me, it amazes me uh, how many of us think that our children are going to do what we tell them. They're not going to do what we say, they're going to do what we do. They're going to become whatever we are. 
We are the primary examples in their life. I, I, I always wonder why uh, so many parents get so upset at the youth director and so upset at the assistant pastor and so upset at the preacher when, when little Johnny goes home and gets stupid uh, and, and just does things. Well, I've had him in church. Honey, let me tell you something. It's not what he gets here that's going to change his life. Amen. It's what he gets at home. Amen. Because I know a bunch of them that I grew up with that are not in church today. Some of them are in the grave today. Some of them are in jail today. Some of them are on crack today because they didn't get at home what they got at church. It's very important for us to see this. It's very important for us to see this. We have a responsibility. God has given us an accountability and a job and a responsibility with our children. Our children are gifts from Him. They are loaned to us from God Almighty. Listen, that life comes from Him and we have a responsibility. Now what is that? This morning I woke up early. Man, these words kept coming to my mind. We have a responsibility. Daddies, if you're thinking about this, write this down. Write this down. This is our pri- one of our primary responsibilities. There's basically three, uh, but this, this number one. Uh, write this down. Number one, we are to be a protector. A protector. A protector. Say that with me. We are to be a, a protector. Say it again. We are to be a, a protector. Man, I like watching National Geographic and them zebras out there, and them elephants, and all them things, and, and them lions come stalking. And, and you know what? Uh, uh, you would think a lion, a zebra, would be no match against a lion. But you'd be amazed at what them zebras can do with their back feet. And you'd be amazed at what those elephants can do. You know what they do? Those elephants, they're smart. They'll get all the young ones. They'll get all them baby elephants and all the older ones and the weaker ones. And they'll herd them to the middle and they'll begin to surround them. All them big male elephants will surround them when them lions come and keep them secure on the inside. Are y'all with me? Listen, the elephant knows that there is something that's hiding in them weeds. There's something that's out in the wilderness. There's something there in the shadows and in the bushes that's wanting their little one. And they've got to keep them closed. They've got to keep them safe. They've got to keep them on the inside. Well, the Bible tells me very clearly that the Bible says the devil is as a roaring lion, roaming about, seeking whom he may devour. And I guarantee you, his main target is your children. Your children, listen, you need to keep them close. You need to keep them safe. You need to know where they're at. Listen, when they got them there in the middle of that circle, there's no question where they're at. They're not wondering. I wonder if they're in the bushes. I wonder if they're out in the wilderness. I wonder if they're down at the creek. They know exactly where their children are at. And if you are a father of any count whatsoever, you need to know where your children are at. You don't need to wonder where they're at. Hey, you need to know exactly where they're at at all times. Why? You're their protector. You're their knight in shining armor. You're their hero. You're the one that's supposed to protect them from harm. You're the one that's supposed to stand up against danger. You're the one that's supposed to stand up against the devil. Because it's everywhere. Destruction and devastation is everywhere. And kids don't see the danger in it. It's one thing about being young. We feel like we're bulletproof. They don't see what could happen in a situation. Young people, young people getting together physically, having no idea the ramifications behind it. 
having no idea the years and years of sacrifice and pain and suffering you're going to go through trying to take care of a baby. Have no idea. It's all a fling. It's all a fun. It's all, well, it feels good. Oh, and have no idea the danger. And listen, listen, the times that you could put yourself in a place where you could get a disease that would take your life that there's no cure for. When we're young, we don't see that. Listen, a baby zebra has no idea that lion is standing out there with his fangs dripping. But daddy zebra does. We got to be a protector. Watch over them. We got to watch over them when they won't watch over themselves. Amen. Sometimes my dad had to put me in places I didn't necessarily like. But he was doing it to protect me. He had to say no sometimes. Isn't that a tragedy? Yeah. No. No. Not only no, no. <laughs> say it with me. No. Wow, that's hard, isn't it? <laughs> we're in a world we don't want to hear no. We think we're going to warp our children if we turn down something that they're wanting. And we're doing more harm than good. Mm, let's move on. Number one, one of our primary responsibilities, Dad, say it with me, Dad. We are to be a protector. A protector. Brother Bobby, you know what haunted me this morning and put me under the biggest conviction of anything? The fact that I can't protect if I'm not there. And you know the second thing, Brother Mickle? is the fact that I can be so busy protecting everybody else's kids, I forget about my own. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Dr. James Dobson said an amazing thing that I've never forgotten. He said, if I have won the world and lost my own children, I've failed. Yeah. God gave me my children before he gave me you. That's right. Amen. Man, that's hard. That's a fine line between, there's a fine line between God and ministry. And it's supposed to be in God's economy. It's supposed to be God, family, ministry. But so many times we get God and ministry mixed up and we think that if we're we're not with everybody for everything and, 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 and doing everything that everybody expects out of us that we're not serving God and we neglect our family in the midst and that's not to be. Amen. Say, yes, right, preacher. Okay. Miss overtime and don't never see your children. What good is it that you can you can you can buy something and never there with them to enjoy it? Amen. My dad. <laughs> I told y'all the older I get, the smarter he gets. I had a I had an opportunity I had an opportunity to uh, when I was a senior in high school or a junior going into to being a senior to buy a Mustang. Mustang GT, say man right there. And, uh, and uh, the motor was blowed in it. I, you know, to a, a young person, a young person can't see what it can be. Does everybody understand that? I mean, all we can see is the now. You know, all I can see, a blowed motor, and, I, I, you know, it, it was something I wanted at five speed, three, I mean, the whole thing we could get. And the money I had, we could have bought the car and built a jam-up motor and put in that thing and had no payments whatsoever. Are y'all with me so far? Well, 
uh, 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 I was going down the highway and I passed a car lot that had uh, 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 IROC Z28 with T-tops, candy apple reds, say amen. But it had something else that went with it. Payments. Now y'all, some of y'all have seen the same car, haven't you? <laughs> and man, I just got it in my head, and I got it in my head, and I got it in my Man, I got to have that. And Dad tried his best to talk me into getting the other. No payments and everything. Well, I find, he said, all right, all right, it's your money. Do what you want to do. Went and got it. I had to work every single day after school way into the night, all day on Saturday, every night. I didn't have time to enjoy anything. Because I was paying for that stupid car. Here's the point of that matter. What's the use of having so many things if you don't have the time? Pop, I've been at the bed with a lot of people that went on to heaven. I've never had one say, I wish I had more time with my car. Yeah. I wish I could just go to the lake house one more time. Yeah. Man. Boy, I wish I could go to Disney World just one more time. Without fail, they said, I wish I had more time with my family. But you know what? When we're young, we don't see that. I look now. I look now at Jordan and Mackenzie and all of them, and I think, man, where's the time gone? Where's the time gone? Where did it all go? Here we go. Listen, they're not always going to protect themselves. They're not always going to send sense the danger. They're not always going to be able to see the danger. Amen. That's why God gave him daddies. Yeah. That wrong person. Well, I don't want to tell him what I think of her boyfriend because I don't want her not to. I, you need to tell her. Amen. If he's sorry, tell him. Yeah. Tell him too. Amen. I'm going to. Hallelujah. Bless God. That's my responsibility. Amen. God told me to tell him how sorry he is. That's right. By the way, I ain't found one yet. Brother Mickle did wasn't. They're all that way. Amen. I'll find one in about 10, 15 years. We'll talk for about five more. Amen. Jordan said, oh, Daddy, go on. What's our primary responsibility, church? Protector. Protector. Number two, provider. Provider. You know, the Bible says something very specific about this. Amen. It said, if any man provide not for his own, he's worse than an infidel. It's pretty stout. Yeah. If any man provide not for his own, he's worse than an infidel. I have kind of taken on the policy that my dad laid down for me on the fact that he wouldn't marry me till I had a place for my wife. He said, he said and y'all heard this before, he asked me, I said, Dad, you going to marry us? I found the one. I mean, she, she just fell in love with me and she can't live without me, so we're going to get married. <laughs> Where are you going to live? Oh, we're going to stay with her mom for a while. I was in Bible college. You know, I kind of justified it for that. Well, I'm in Bible college. It's, it's okay if we're in Bible college. And they, you know, it, it, God, Dad said, well, I'm not going to marry you then. I said, are you for real? And then, usually when he says that, he's for real. Amen. And I had to, he, I, I could not get married till I had a place that I was paying for, I was taking care of, and I could take her from 
her family and take her as my own and provide for her. Amen. And I've kind of taken that on from my philosophy. Listen, if, you, you're not, if you're not ready for your own place and if you don't have your own place to take your bride there, you're not ready to get married. There ain't no house big enough for two families. Amen. None whatsoever. I don't care how big the house is. The Bible says it's better to dwell on a housetop than in a wide house with a brawling woman. Can you imagine two brawling women? Yeah. <laughs> Provider. It's simple stuff. It's simple stuff. See, it used to be a, a no-brainer. I mean, it used to be a no-brainer, but we've gotten to the place we don't want to upset our children, and we, we want to do everything, give to them to the fact that, listen, that we end up taking care of them the rest of their lives. I want to be that way. I want to provide for them and meet their needs so one day they can provide for their family. Amen. I want to give them a good example. I'm telling you, if we're too sorry to get up and go to work and take care of the children that we brought in this world, I can't even tell you from the pulpit what I would like to say about that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's not the government's responsibility to take care of your kids. Amen. It's not the rest of your family's responsibility to take care of them kids. Amen. You ought not talk like that. Well, somebody needs to. Amen. What's wrong now? Somebody needs to. <clears throat> Amen. Listen, we're to provide. There was two things I just I wrote down a while ago. I was thinking, I wasn't even going to do this, but God just kept giving me more stuff to talk about. So there's two things primarily we need to provide. The first thing is discipline. Discipline. Well, that's a dirty D word, isn't it? Discipline. We don't want to discipline our kids anymore. Dr. Spock says just allow them to be what they are. Just allow whatever they are to come out. You don't want what they are to come out. Because the Bible says, not Dr. Spock, he has no authority. The one who knew the end from the beginning, the one who created man out of the dust of the ground, I think he ought to know a little bit about it. He said, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. Your child is like a garden. Your child is like a garden. You can till it up, you can get it and plant the seed, and just leave it alone, and weeds will come up and overtake it. But if you're out there picking out them weeds and picking out them rocks and picking out them buds and, listen, cultivating the things that you desire to see in that garden, man, you're going to get what you're after. And if you leave your child to itself, he's going to be a child of the devil and full of hell. But if you cultivate those things, you cultivate manners. What happened to old-fashioned manners? Now, you may not... Teach your children say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. That might be just a southern thing. And, and I, I, I was never, never would I be in the arm reach and say, huh? Yeah. Amen. Or yep. It was yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And I tell people that today. It doesn't matter where I am. I don't care who it is. I say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. That is just old-fashioned manners and respect. And our children are not being taught to respect their elders anymore. Amen. Amen. There's no discipline. No discipline whatsoever. None whatsoever. That's why they won't hear no from you. And if they don't hear no from you, then they're not going to hear no from the one at the store, not the one, listen, with the badge on, and not the one, listen, with the gavel. And he's going to end up in prison because he's never been disciplined. Yep. 
They need to know what no means. I heard one preacher say that the glutamus, gluticus, glutamus, how do you say that? Glutamus maximus. Glutamus maximus. It's connected to, to the, uh, whatever that thing is in your brain. Cerebral, uh, help me now. The cerebellum, cerebrain. Yes. There is something that's tied together between your seat and your head. Are y'all with me? And some of us need to put the board of education to the seat of knowledge. It's all Bible. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's Bible. I'm not, I'm not talking about abuse your kids. I'm not talking about that. I am not for that. But I am for disciplining a child. A child needs to know what no means. You say, but I just want to teach them. You cannot teach anything that's out of control. Amen. Ask the teachers in the workplace today that's wanting to pull their hair out and they're wanting to quit. They're wanting to go to Iraq because it's safer there than it is in the classroom. Well, I'm going to just send little Johnny to school because I can't handle him. Maybe they can do something with him there. And then when they do do something, you want to sue somebody. Discipline. Discipline. And by the way, discipline don't start here. Are y'all with me? It don't start here. It starts at the moment of disobedience. Oh, Jojo, holding that little thing back there. Is that the blue one or the pink one? It's blue. Blue one. Amen. I couldn't see what color he had. Amen. Jojo, you need to start right there. You don't start when they're out of control. Boy, it bothers me to be in a store. And see a child disrespect their parent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, I tell you, if you don't, I, you better put that. Get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, you're just telling a bunch of lies because you're not gonna do anything. Listen, it's cowardly not to discipline your children. I don't want them to hate me. They're gonna hate you if you don't. You know what, I, 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 I really didn't understand that till, till I got older and, and had children and that, that thing about, you know, this is going to hurt me worse than it hurts you. Well, the way my dad whipped it, that was a lie. <laughs> right off the bat. But I do understand. I never want to get on the Jordan then. I don't ever want to get on Becca, McKenzie, and Brandy, especially McKenzie. Man, Brandy. When she was younger, they were hitting on each other. You know, they're not supposed to do that. Why don't they just act like somebody on purpose? <laughs> they was hitting on her sister. I said, Brandy, come here right now. And we always wait to that point, that veins popping out and everything. We shouldn't do that. But anyhow, she come to me. I said, how many times do I have to tell you not to hit your sister? She said, but Daddy, I don't know how to count. <laughs> And Tammy's no help because she's on her recliner. I said, Get out of here! And I'm rolling in the floor. 
fathers, we need to, we need to discipline our children. Amen. Amen. You know another cowardly thing is? <clears throat> Expect your spouse to do it all. Yeah. And then another thing that's illegal. Throw a flag. When they do discipline them, then you try to be their buddy. Because that turns their child against the other spouse. Yeah. That's not fair. Any discipline should be a joint effort. If daddy said no, then mama says no. Right. And, and you should not play one against the other. We have a responsibility. What, what are we to do? Provide discipline. discipline. Say that with me. We're to provide discipline. discipline. Not only discipline, but we're, supply, we're, we're supposed to supply direction. Direction. What do you want him to be? I mean, Riley, what, what do we want him to be when he grows up? You start cultivating that early. Amen. Give him direction. Train up a child in the way. Amen? Amen. You start. You just keep. Give him direction. This, the, the thing I told you about earlier on, on TV was on a wasn't a Christian channel, it was a absolutely non-Christian channel. And there was there was there was uh what do you call them people to stand out picket and uh protesters. Protesters. Protesters uh, on the outside of the new creation museum. Ken Ham and, and, and the other guy, the dinosaur guy. Uh, help me the dinosaur guy, Brother Cordes. Kent Hoven. Brand new creation museum, coolest thing in the world. And there's, there's protesters outside. We hate that they're brainwashing children to believe this lie. Now, right away, my blood started getting up into my earlobes. And I'm thinking, all right, hey, wait a minute. Lie? Lie? Listen, evolution is a theory. And you're trying to teach it in the schools as fact. And you won't even allow the true facts to be shown. I need a witness. And they started talking about, we hate that, that it's there for the children. You know what he's saying? We don't want you to go your direction. We want you to go our direction. And if you don't think evolution is a religion, you're, you're fooling yourself. It's an anti-God, anti-Christ religion. And I want to direct my kids in the way they should go. Well, I don't think you ought to force them to go to church. You make them brush their teeth. Amen. Don't you? Brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush them in the morning, brush them in the evening. You make them brush their teeth. I'd rather them go to heaven with no teeth in their head, Amen. gumming it all the way, Amen. than die and go to hell with every tooth in their head. Amen. 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 Make them go to church. Make them read their Bible. I believe that. It didn't hurt me a bit. That's debatable. Some are saying, man, you're crazy. It must have done something. No, it didn't hurt. Listen, listen. If you, if you do nothing with your children, you give them no direction at all, I promise you there's very, very great amount of people out there that wants to direct them for you. Amen. And if you don't, someone else will. Yeah. Amen. Say amen. Last of all, I'm done. What was number one? What was the first thing? Our primary, one of our primary responsibilities. We are to be a. Protector. We are to be a. Protector. 
protector. Number two, we are to be a... Number three, you're going to love this one. We're to be a priest. Priest. What was a priest? He was the in-between between God and man. He was the one that stood in between the Shekinah glory and the people of Israel. He was the one that went to God on their behalf. He's the one that went from God to them on God's behalf. Are y'all with me? Who is to teach your children about God? It's not the pastor. It's not the teacher. It's not the youth director. It's you, Daddy. Listen, Joshua said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Fathers, train up a child in the way he should go. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Are y'all with me? We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. It's not mama's job to bring them and you stay home, go to the lake, go to the golf course. One day, you're going to regret that. One day, you're going to get your head on straight and you're going to want to do what you want to do and then them children ain't going to want to do what they asked you to do in the beginning. Say, preach, what if it's already there? Pray hard. Because God can do anything. No matter what state you're in as a father, no matter what state you're in, you can get better. Man, I think about this stuff. You know the hardest thing, Brother Mickle? is for me to be able to share truth. All of this is truth. All of this is proper. All of this is what God says. But some of this, I'm not real good at. And I know that she knows that I struggle with some of these things, and it's hard to say because it makes me feel like a hypocrite. But you know what? I can say this. I have failed, but I can get better. I can go back to Wednesday night's message and see, I need to evaluate some things as a daddy. I need to evaluate some things as a husband. I need to evaluate some things as a, listen, a pastor. And if I'm doing that, I can constantly get better. But if I don't check where I am today, I'm not going to fix where I need to be tomorrow. Say it with me. Number one, we're to be a... Say it again. Number one, a... Number two, a... Number two, a... Number three, we are to be a... We're to be the connection between them and God. Daddy, if something happens to your kid, are you close enough to him to get a hold of him? One night after church on Wednesday night, we come home and I went in the I went in the back to change and and I'd gone to church by myself and Tammy stayed home with Jordan because she was sick. Was was Becca Becca wasn't here yet, was she? You were pregnant with Becca at the time, I believe. And uh, and Jordan had been sick, and I heard Tammy scream. And I run down the hallway. And she's just screaming, pointing at the couch, and Jordan was laying there with her eyes rolled back in her head having a seizure. It was called a febrile seizure from a real spike in temperature. And I don't know that I've ever been as scared in my life. If I have, I don't know. It. I just I just I didn't have no shoes on, no socks on, no anything. And I just tore out and I picked her up and run outside and got in the car. And Tammy, I handed her to her. She had gotten in the passenger side. I handed her and got in the house driving. I was praying, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. 
please let her breathe, please let her. I didn't know. I thought she was dying. I'd never seen that before in my life. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Please don't let her die. Flew into the, the emergency room parking lot, banging on the doors, and they come open. And You know, it really turned out not to be as bad as we thought it was. It, they gave her extra medicine and so forth and stayed in the hospital a couple of days, but I didn't know it then. And the thought crossed my mind. Daddies, when they need us the most, will we be in a spiritual condition as the priest of the home? To be able to get a hold of God on their behalf? Or will we have to spend hours getting right with Him? Or will we have to spend hours getting to know Him? Or will we in pride just hope for the best? It's amazing to me the, the fathers that watch their children go through devastating things. And they're so prideful they won't come and get right with God yeah. and be able to do something for their child. They just hope for the best and would rather stay in the condition they're in. Daddies, we're protectors. Amen. We're providers. But the most important job that you have is priest in the home. Amen. Does your children know that you know him? If they don't, they can. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your blessings. I thank you so much that you gave me a good